Welcome back. This is... I'm not being welcome back. I'm, this is my first time. Yeah, but you're being welcome back into my life. Like, I saw you a month ago. I left out of your life. And, and I'm being back. welcome back into it. Yeah, you're back okay. in my life. I didn't know that I was not in it, but okay. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me. So now I'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up. Today, we got mommy issues. So, so nice to be back. Do you like, did you miss me? Oh, so much. I feel like, yeah, well, you were like in my life and then we won't talk for a week and then you're out of my life for that week and then you're back I'm very in. intensely in it. Yeah, you're really in it. Uh, but then out. And then out. Hmm. Kind of like. Your dad. My dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to, how oh. do you want to be introduced? Do you use Claire Stollery or do you use Claire Cavallero? Uh, Claire Stollery is my spy name, so it's mostly Cavallero. Mostly Cavallero. Now you've outed me, though. You, what is that called again? <sighs> what? Not, when you whistleblowing? Look, no. When you let the person know that they've been caught. I don't. <sighs> I don't know. I don't play video games like you. No, like what? watching spy shit. I don't really watch spy. Do you watch spy stuff? Yeah, I love it. Okay. Wow. Okay, we shouldn't be friends. But anyway, okay, go on. Well, I guess you're gonna go out of my life. Well, that's well, it's just an introduction. But you just uh, showed us the kind of genres you like to watch. <laughs> yeah. I guess you do like spy stuff. Well, I really do. Oh, this crap. is Claire Cavallero. Hello. And she's a comedian. Uh, should I? Now I'm like nervous. Like, you, am I supposed to be looking at you? You can look wherever you or want. Or the camera. Well. You can look at the camera. You can look at me. I feel this is a lot like, of pressure. I just want you to know that I've never been on anyone's you've never podcast. Been on a podcast. No, I've. There's an asterisk. I've never been on a podcast that people listen to, <laughs> and so usually there's no pressure because you're like literally no, one no one's going to listen to yeah, this at all except yeah. this one guy, maybe in his basement. But that's it. Like now, I feel a lot of pressure to like not be canceled. I don't think you'll be canceled. I don't think you did anything That's not to be canceled. Your, well, we have we don't even know yet. There could it's be. true. You could be canceled. Um, okay. I won't talk about the time that you had sex with a guy when he was asleep. I won't talk about that. What? <laughs> See, this is what not, I am talking I'm about. I talk hope we edit that. that out. I'm not going to talk about that. It wasn't a guy. It was an animal, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she has a little dog sitting right yeah. next oh to boy. me. All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. This is my good friend, Claire, the non-rapist Cavallero. Do you oh like that God. intro? This is just you terrible. Like this this is why I don't do this stuff. <laughs> Claire is somebody that I was like, you need to be on my podcast because you have probably the most interesting family Offensive? story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yet. That I've, that, yeah, I was like, you, sh you should be the one doing this podcast, not me, really. <sighs> really? Yeah. Okay. So normally we talk about dads, which Claire has a dad story. Uh, multiple dads. Multiple dads. But we're going to talk about our mom, not gay dads. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about your mom because I wanted to do my first, I, you know, I, now I'm going into how parents fuck you up. You know? Okay. That's, what was the first part? No, don't go, Thor. No, you can't. Oh. Okay. Um, well, that. the first the first part was my dad 
was my podcast with my dad, which is what this is, where I was teaching him how to be a father. And then my dad, he left you. He left me again. Um, So, you know, was that triggering for you? Like, was that just opening up old wounds? Yes. It was like really hard because it was like, he'd be flaky. And then he's just like, I just don't feel like doing this. But then it. Does he listen to you talk about how flaky he is on these? No, he he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't. But I think that if he we we haven't seen each other since 2020. So I think that if he saw me. I didn't know that. Yeah, because you guys were still best buds. Oh, we still talk, but we haven't. He hasn't visited. So I think when he comes and visits, then we will do some episodes. How much he loves you. Yes. And and how much fun he has. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was seeing old patterns. Okay. You guys did it again. He fucked me up, but it's okay. Cause now I have new premises, but I think that he just didn't like, it was too, yeah, it was very triggering. It was was a lot of fathering for him. It was a lot of commitment. To be fair, you are a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So like uh, I don't blame him for just getting that app out of there. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, your dad was smart enough to get out of there before he even met you. Oh, you know, no P. <laughs> Wouldn't you leave? Like I know I would. He saw you and he was like, "Oof, this one's gonna be rough." And then he peaced out. He you chased him you down. Got to. You got to. Why would you raise the kids that you have? I like. Yeah, it's you know he said like he didn't yeah. get okay this is my favorite thing about your dad i'm not, we're not going to get too much into your dad because we want i want to talk about your mom because that's you know you're my first mother story because your mom is epic Whoa, no one has talked about their moms? no one has talked about their moms you are leading but the like, way do they want to talk about their moms yes, and you're just like lock it up no 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 i just always brought people that had daddy issues on okay but i do think it needs to be my friend was like i want to hear about all the parents and the your daddy issue stuff is really good, but your mom is even better. So before we go on to your mom and we keep alluding to your dad, just give a little quick rundown of your dad sitch because we're going to record another episode later. Oh, everyone's on the edge of their seats. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anyone is still listening, because uh, <laughs> I would have stopped 10 okay. minutes ago. All right. You know, what? Um, but anyway, uh, Okay, I, you want like Cole's notes? Cole's notes Cole's as to what notes. we're talking about. Um, okay, so basically, my mom met a guy. I'm from Canada. Mm-hmm. My mom went skiing in the States, in California, mm-hmm. your native land. Yeah, well, I'm um, sort from of. Canada too, so well, that's, yeah. You know. Do you know what native means? Or- um, whoa, <laughs> we just got so political. Um, so so she, she went down to ski in California, met a guy on the ski shuttle. Wait, the <laughs> as ski you do. Okay. And uh I the don't know, shuttle the to shuttle. the mountain. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, she was a hot babe. All right. She's got big, big jugs. All right. They're in those eighties, you know, really tight ski uh, suits that yeah. are onesies. Yeah. I mean, how can you look away? You can't. Blue eyeliner, Ooh. like just okay. the whole package looks like a vision. And so he was like, what's up? Let's get together. And she was like, yeah. Okay. I'm into it. He had a sweet Tom Selleck mustache. Oh. Two became one. And then um, 
maybe I was conceived on this hill. We're not sure. But shortly after, he was like, hey, I'll come see you in, you know, Calgary. Okay. So he went to Canada to visit her. Yeah. And then, um, you know, maybe saw her true colors and was like, (laughs) you know what? I can't handle this. I got to get the hell out. And uh, then she was like, what's up? I'm pregnant. (laughs) Okay. So it was a very short fling. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's not what I wanted to hear. And then, you know, then she was a single mom. Yeah. Uh, I came out. Uh Uh-huh. Obviously a beautiful baby. Really hot. Such a hot baby. And then um, obviously because I was so hot, my mom picked up my dad who raised me because I was a hot baby. Okay. And he was like, normally I don't date people who have babies, but your baby's so hot. I will totally (laughs) date you. And so, and then, yeah, I was six months old when they met. I came on their first date. No. Yeah, girl. What's up? Goo gaga. I am a good wingman. Yeah. Uh, Just out of the gate. He's like, this bitch must not be crazy because she has a baby that's hot. On her date. Yeah. Like, that's not weird. That's not crazy Um, So, you know, whatever. Red flags were not were not listened to <laughs> and um then you know if i met him at six months i don't know when do babies talk like you know i don't know soon after i think and so I, then i just started calling him dad and then he was like well i guess i'm in he's like oopsies i cannot get out of this <laughs> <laughs> so then he had to stay um and then they had two daughters yeah he was divorced with four other older daughters okay so then when you add me, there's seven of us. It's a, um, a lot of girls. But I was the only one who didn't have the same dad. So there's seven of us, but, you know, only yeah, one with yeah. different dad. Mm-hmm. Daddy. Black, black sheep. Oh, I'm like, he wasn't black, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was black. I'd probably be way Wh- hotter. Wait, no, you wouldn't because you didn't come from him. No, my dad. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying you wish that the dad that raised you was black. Like, obviously, you wouldn't be hotter because anyway, you didn't come. Okay. All right. Or, uh, anyway, but I will say my mom did a lot of stuff that was not right. <laughs> like what? But I do find uh-huh. the thing that she did do right, which I think I would do, which you'll never find me say that about my mom, is that ever since I was little, she was like, Hey, you, this is not your dad. You're not, this is not your real dad. He lives in California. You know, this, uh, maybe controversial. She was like, he didn't want kids. Um, so that's so what she said to you at a young age. Yeah. When I was like three, he, didn't, like, want he kids? didn't want kids. And so, you know, um, he's not, he's not part of our lives. And so, yeah, but the, but this is your dad that's raising you, but your other dad just didn't didn't want kids and as a three-year-old i was like that's so stupid like if he had sex and he didn't want kids then like why would you have sex that's how you make babies (laughs) you're like if he like why do people have sex yeah i was like he had sex how did he not know he was gonna have a kid and my mom was like i don't know (laughs) let's not let's not talk about that claire so i was like this guy sounds real stupid yeah um so yeah that's and then and then unfortunately the dad that raised you passed away 
Like not right away. I know, but just to give a quick oh, yeah. rundown. And when he did, because we'll get into that story on another episode. And then when he did, uh, you went and found your blood dad. No, um, oh. actually, uh, so my dad passed away who raised me when I was 25. Mm-hmm. And I actually searched for my biological father when I was 21. Oh, so he was still alive. And I told him, I was like, Hey, listen, I'm going to try to, you know, find him. And he was totally yeah. cool with it. Yeah. He was nice about it. That's great. And then now you're by, now you talk to your biological dad, but your biological dad, well, that's a whole other episode. So that's, yeah. that's her complicated. I, I can introduce you as a comedian because I still want you to do stand up. but Claire's also an amazing, amazing writer. So amazing. A really amazing and actress. Okay, so that's why we're looking at the camera because she knows how to perform. All right, she's used to talking to a screen. Yeah. Okay, so now that's your that's your dad's side. Sure. Yeah, her dog's looking at yeah, us. My growling. dog is not happy that we're not paying attention, paying attention to him. <laughs> Should I go get Scott and uh, get him to take him? What does he want to do? He, if he he wants us to like play with him. No, it's okay. It's kind of funny that he's staring at us. Thor. No. <laughs> it's really funny. Thor, come here. Thor, come here. Uh, All right. We're okay, just going to have to deal with it. Okay. With it. That's a, uh, well, you know, they, people say that uh, you marry men like your dad and he's not taking responsibility for the dog, just like your yep. blood dad didn't take responsibility for you. Apple really <laughs> marries the tree. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Anyway. So we'll get into that in another episode. Claire's here because- Hi. Her mom is a narcissist and... Have you guys talked about narcissists on the podcast No, we have not. Have you not? No. Wow. Walk us through... Didn't you say you have like 60 episodes and you haven't talked about narcissists? Yeah, but like 50 of them is me and my dad. Oh, okay. You're like probably the seventh guest. Okay. Maybe like a little bit about narcissists, but not as much as you can tell us. Like, I don't even think I should talk for the rest of the podcast. No, no, no. no. I think that you should go through your mom. It is all about me. It it, it is. I am my mother's child. Um, Well, okay. I will say that uh, a couple of years ago, um, my mom got diagnosed um, by a what is the one that I always, I always forget which one diagnoses people. Is that psychologist? No, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah. Um. Uh. That she was high high spectrum high level narcissist mm. personality disorder. Person- and I that, do those feel are like the word is really thrown out a lot mm-hmm. lately in our society and so like everyone's a narcissist and everyone you know especially with social media everyone mm-hmm. gets called a narcissist but i think the distinction is that narcissist personality disorder is an actual personality disorder that is actually really serious and the thing about narcissists is that there there's a lot of research on them but the issue is that part of their i guess personality disorder is that they never think anything's wrong with them and therefore they won't seek help mm-hmm. so there it is hard to get a lot of data on them um but i will say over the last like couple of years i've read so many books about it and it actually if if anyone does have a narcissistic parent or someone that you think might be it's so healing to read about it. Like 
even though I, I know a lot about it already, sometimes it's just nice to like reread stuff because it really validates your experiences that you had, especially as a child when, you know, everyone in my life, especially my mom was telling me that like everything was normal and, it and especially as a kid, you don't know what's normal and what's not. You just kind of assume whatever's happening to you is normal. Yeah. Which is part of like why kids are so resilient. But like, you know, my my um, my mom technically married my dad who raised me when I was five and I was the flower girl. OK. And so I just thought because he's my dad already obviously they're married because like why wouldn't they be yeah. they're my parents and so i just thought for years that everybody always gets married twice when really they weren't married before that they got uh, married when i was five okay and so i just find it's so interesting with kids because you just you may assume everything is normal or like yeah. when my mom was like hey you know, this isn't your real dad. Your other dad doesn't want kids. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, that what up, a, yeah. what up, lady? I get it. <laughs> totally get it. That's, yeah. It's, talk. it's the same as, like, my dad. You don't know. Your, yeah, when my dad was not around that much, you, you're just your like, oh, like, this hey, is my reality. Your dad is a slutty drummer, and he's not coming back. And you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's cool. What up? He's a, whatever. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and then when your mom is like, hey, can I sleep in the same hotel room as you and your fiance? You're like, that's normal. Yeah, sometimes you do need a that, that happened <laughs> a to, partner. That, that happened to Claire. Yeah. yeah. So you need sometimes it's helpful, especially with I think such you know, yeah, parents. The, your partner opens you your eyes. You need a partner or, or or someone close to you who is a third party to be like, hey, this isn't normal. This isn't how other people or other relationships operate. Yeah. Or this isn't healthy. Yeah. So, okay. So Claire doesn't talk to her mom right now. That is true. Uh, Do you have a restraining order still? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Um, The, how do I explain it? So I stopped talking to her in um, January, 2016. Okay. And I, I, I say no contact, but I guess I have no relationship and I try to be no contact, but it's tough because everybody else in my family still has a relationship with her or still talks to her. Maybe not like a good relationship, but Mm -hmm. you know, they still try to talk to her. So it's tough because although I am no contact, I do have to see her at certain family events, which is really tough. And it's, I'm still trying to figure out how to, I don't know, um, deal with that and deal with people who still have a relationship with her, but I don't, but we see her at Christmas or we don't go or, you know, it's tough. And it's like, do we tell people we're not coming if she's there? Yeah. Or we've tried to be really good about it and not involve other people. But innately, she's gonna, people okay. get upset. She gets upset. Other she people get upset. Deal. So can you take yeah. us back to the crazy things she did when you were young, when you realized it, like take us through your history and then when you realized it and what made you cut her off. Oh man. I know. I don't know. So You're many like, stories. Hey, can you stop 30? No, 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 five no. Years? You go, you tell us the stories. Like Claire's <laughs> told me stories that I've been like, what? So wh- I don't know. Well, okay. You don't have okay, to go. Yeah, can, you, can you think of anything? Uh, let's like start at when you started to realize that she might be a narcissist or something might be wrong. Like what was an event that happened? 
I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint because. Okay, so one of the things about narcissists is like if they have multiple, um, not siblings, what is it? Children. Okay. (laughs) If they have multiple children, they treat all of them differently and then they also will pit them against each other called Mm -hmm. triangulation. And so, and they can switch roles. The children can switch roles, but sometimes certain children are assigned certain roles. Whoa. I would say, so there's the scapegoat, which definitely is what I was. And then there's the golden child who can like do no wrong. And like, but I I would say my mom did a lot of those different ones and kind of, you know, we were all different roles throughout the years, but I definitely was the scapegoat and the scapegoat child is usually the one that's like, Hey guys, like this is not right. Something's wrong here. Okay. And then because the parent gets a lot of resistance from that child, they're the ones that often get treated the worst. Okay. That was definitely me. Sorry. I'm so popular. That's my phone. It's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, when I'm talking about her for sure. Um, so I definitely got the worst of it. I think of all my siblings, I was also the oldest of my mom's kids. Yeah. You know, my other siblings though, though that's not their mom. So it, and we didn't like, live together mm-hmm. um the older girls didn't live with us so i was her oldest so i kind of my job i felt was to protect my younger siblings from her whereas oh. you know no one was doing that for me yeah you know and as a skit as the scapegoat who is getting the worst of it it was super isolating and traumatizing because i felt very alone and i didn't have anybody to talk to about it and here's the thing is like one of the things that my mom would tell me if I ever was like, mom, this is like not normal. Your behavior isn't normal. Or like, I don't think other people's parents are like this or whatever. I think you need to get help or anything. As a child, she would be like, everybody is like this. No No one talks about it. And she's like, if you tell anybody, they're going to laugh at you because they're also like this to their kids. And they're going to like laugh in your face because secretly everyone is like this behind closed doors. No. And so she's like, no one talks about it, but everyone is like that. And so she's like, it was basically like, yeah, don't tell anybody because they're not going to believe you. And also they are like that also. (laughs) So it was like this fear tactic where I felt like, am I the crazy one? Maybe everyone is like this and no one will tell me. And any, and then she also was like, um, her other sort of thing that she used to control me and, you know, my sisters was like, she was never, she was always very critical and mean and verbally abusive and sometimes physically abusive. Wait, 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 wait. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. She hit you? Oh yeah. Really? Well, she's got a, a narcissist, like high level narcissist personality disorders. They have a very big temper. My mom is a very, very, uh, you know, flies off the handle. You have no idea for what or when or when it will happen. And she gets sees red and then she forgets like what happened after. Wow. And so, yeah, she would have a very, very big temper. But her thing was all of these negative things like she, all these negative things I'm telling you about yourself 
that's what everyone else is thinking. And the only reason I'm telling you them and no one else is, is because I care about you. Whoa. What would be the negative things? Like, um, how you're dressed. Everyone is talking about how like slutty you look and how terrible you look. And you like, if you go out like that, everyone is going to laugh at you and talk behind your back. And, and I'm only telling you this because, you know, I care. And so, uh, if you, you can go out there, if you want, everyone's going to talk badly about our family and about you. And so if you want to do that, that's on you. Actually, not even really. She acted like I had a choice, but like I wasn't allowed to leave the house unless she approved of what I look like. And did you dress slutty? No, not at all. Uh, like to me, and I, and and that was the thing is like I had different rules for what I wore versus my little sister. Really? Do so you think like, she was jealous of you because you got a hot bod? I don't know if I had a hot bod. I definitely was skinny, but like, yeah, yeah I wasn't allowed to wear knee length skirts because she said that it made my legs look too skinny. So, um, and people would obviously talk badly about our family if oh I went God. out like that. <laughs> and then. I wasn't allowed to wear like heels. And I one time I wore heels when I was in university living back at home for the summer. She threw me out of the house because I wore heels and I was shaming our family by wearing them and I'm looking slutty. And so she threw me out of the house. And that was another thing was like in, you know, in university, but also in high school, I was thrown in middle school. I was thrown out of the house all the time for different things that really made no sense. And we lived in the middle of nowhere and I couldn't even drive, you know, when you're too young to drive. So I couldn't go anywhere. So I just like sit in the fields really with cows. No, literally. So she, she would be like, get out. Of, would she be like, get She'd out of the lock house? All the doors. No. She would tell my little sisters, like, don't let her in. Yeah. For wearing heels. Or, um, I remember one time, um, I was so, I was a very disorganized student. And so my mom, um, I went to, don't judge me, a private school. And so we had to wear um, black shoes. Obviously, my mom would give me like the ugliest shoes to wear for my uniform. And I would always get made fun of. (laughs) And so um, I left my locker open once. And a friend of mine was like, hey, um, I, 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 uh, I, your locker was open. So I wore your shoes to my car. Um, like, I hope that's okay. And I was like, okay. And she was like taller and just like bigger than me in general Mm -hmm. and had bigger feet than me. And so she split the back of my shoes wearing them where I'm like, they were leather. I don't know how, that's really how hard you wore my shoes. But anyway, so I, I brought them home and my mom saw that the backs were split she lost her mind started like beating me with the shoe no and screaming and telling me how much like i've like insulted our family and her for breaking these shoes and i tried to explain to her like it wasn't me i didn't mean for it to happen like it was this friend and it didn't matter and she like kicked me out of the house locked all of the doors when it was raining again we live in like the middle of nowhere so then I and I wasn't old enough to drive and I don't think this was before I had a cell phone. And so I'm just sitting in this field with cows being like, cool. What? <laughs> and so uh, and then I tried like hours later to get in the house and my little sister, who was so little at the time, I think she was probably like seven. And I was like, hey, like, 
can you let me in? And she was like, mom told us we're not allowed to let you in. Sorry. And then she just like closed the door and locked it on me. I was like, great. Oh my God. How long were you out there for? I have no idea. But I I was kicked out of the house all the time. And I just remember being like, what the fuck? I'm literally like treated like I do like heroin in a crack den on weekends. And I was like, I might as well do bad shit if I'm going to get punished all the time anyway. But in the end, I was too afraid to do bad shit. So I ended up just being such a good kid forever but still always in trouble anyway which i do think like still with your personality you will be like super like sorry okay yeah well that is a sign of abuse abuse kids as you apologize all the time yeah and then you add being from canada and you're just yeah 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 but i will say and sorry i did forget to mention i feel like this is important until i was in grade six I was homeschooled by my mom in rural Alberta. So it was like, you know, you are literally in the middle of nowhere. She is your teacher. She's your best friend. She's your like, you know, everything. And she's abusive and there's no one you can tell. There's There's no one you can talk to. Anyone I tried to like everyone kind of just like placated me. Like who did you try to tell? I think like my friends or my friends parents and you know everyone's just like oh like your mom's just stressed or she's just controlling oh or whatever and God. same like I tried to talk to her sisters and they'd be like she just has a control problem and I'm like y'all can call it whatever you want it's like just it's not healthy so you try to get help I tried to get help but like and that's the thing is like I see as like a person in their mid thirties who knows as much as I do now about mental health and, and just everything now, you know, that I did as a kid. And I'm like, still with my knowledge, people in my family, you know, still don't, you know, believe me or validate my feelings or about her or what I've been through. And so I was just like, you know what? No, like I, there was nothing I could have done as a kid because if, if no one, if certain people who could have helped me back then still don't now, like what would I have said? Back yeah. Then? Also, yeah. And you're in Alberta and like you've tried. It's also being hit with a shoe like you're going to have bruises and you're not. No one's even saying anything. Well, I don't know if I had bruises necessarily. It was like the top Listen, of my head. If you didn't have bruises, you weren't actually hit. Exactly. I need you to stop these lies. You know, booey hoo hoo. You got and hit you know, with a shoe. Like... <laughs> Though really, I swear I have like so much anxiety as an adult from having such an inconsistent parent, which I'm, I don't know if you can um, relate to that as an adult, I'm really, really trying to do the work to try to like get all of this trauma and anxiety out of my body that I feel like is still stuck there. Yeah. And it's so hard. And now I know, like I, I didn't know until a couple of years ago that I literally have anxiety all the time because I've had it all the time for so long living with, you know, under someone like that for so long that like, I, you didn't know you had, I had anxiety. no idea I had anxiety all the time. Cause I just, I've always had it. You just thought that's who you, yeah, that makes sense. And it's really caused like health problems for me and serious like stuff. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, okay, I need to get this shit under wraps. And like, I just feel like, yeah, people don't understand 
especially like family members who have like gaslighted me for years, like what this actually does to kids who feel like they have no one and like and can talk to no one i don't know if yeah. this is getting too real no th- for such a, a no, no, comedic no, podcast no it's not it's a real but, podcast um yeah i don't know it, and i it honestly it really fascinates me and i love reading about it and i want to know like i really love understanding why are people the way they are and what happened to them that's it from childhood that made them how they are today and it's and I that's so fascinating that's to me. what i'm doing trying to do I now with this it. podcast that's why i'm like how did your parents fuck you up and what's the result of it now oh and i find so many people are so afraid to go back and and uncover this uncomfortable shit yeah i i think as artists we are more likely to be open to unearthing it and and dealing with it and healing it but so many people i know are like yeah i'm unable to cry and i haven't been able to cry for like 30 years and, and you're like but i'm okay. you know i'm fine i'll, I'll like i just bury it down and yeah. I, it's worked for me so far i'm like yeah and you're like no there's a reason luck. like do you have anxiety with um women oh yeah yeah do you have anxiety with like mm-hmm. women liking you then not liking you then liking you then not liking you i definitely notice older women who are um in a in a position of authority and very like um aggressive or short with people or you know what I mean like yes those women that are harder I I really get triggered by them and um or who are just mean or you know yeah, what I mean yeah and but, and, and but then they're in a position of power where like you have to like have them like you or or you need to still be on their good side or whatever it's like oh, like man, whether it's whether it's living like, childhood all over again i can't deal with those people like it's almost like whether it's an agent in in our field if it's an agent or in casting or director, a teacher or, or a teacher. like yes, in university teachers. or whatever yeah. like oh university yeah, university like female Oof. professors that oh, are just like hard God. asses that aren't aren't here for your bullshit that like, was the hardest yeah. where they would like you then not like you and you would just be like i let you down why don't you like me you yeah. just want their approval and i just awful i've definitely removed myself from some situations where i'm like i know i'm gonna really try hard to get this person's approval and it's just not healthy no and i need to just get obviously i need to like get better so i don't need to do that yeah i know <laughs> we're not there yet we're not we, so, i'm not there yeah, yeah so i'm just gonna same. remove myself you're just going to run away from it is what you're saying. <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to no, but it's well, bound, I would it's say boundaries. those women, you know, in certain instances are probably like toxic people. Yes. I'm not talking about like, you know, no, they're know. hard asses for a good reason or no, whatever. Yeah. Even those situations. Though, I'm like, oh, I don't know. No, I agree. The ones that like kind of flip flop and you're like, we have one acting coach that we have shared once and you know, she flip flop on who she liked and you could be a favorite and then you're not the favorite. Ugh, and you're like, why am I not the favorite so anymore? What did, yeah. So anyways, a lot okay. of approvals, a lot there. of approval. Yeah. So, okay. So. And I think also like, I don't know. I mean, we talk about a lot about this in comedy where, you know, there's a lot of females in comedy and maybe not necessarily in positions of authority. They're like your fellow, what is it? Peers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do find it triggering to be like, I hope these like group of women like me. Yes. And I want to like 
Oh, uh, I'm like a tough. baby. I'm like, hi. Oh, I'm so nice. And then if I see somebody that is blatantly mean, then I'm like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah. I'll, I do. I have found that like, uh, because my mom my mom's big thing was like you know she always told me i was selfish oh and like you know wanting attention i will for the record say that you are probably and i say this behind your back one of the (laughs) most generous selfless people i know well honestly i think it's because i work extra hard not to be selfish because I was told that all the time. Oh my God. And so I was always trying to prove to my mom how not selfish I was and how like good I was and giving and whatever. You are, you're and so, so I do, I mean, it is a little toxic probably for myself, but it's, I do try to overdo it maybe. And I think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I know. I think people take advantage of you and that's I where I try know. to protect. No, nope, it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's where you're like, I gave this to this person and then they never called me. And I was like, stop giving so many things to people. You know what though? It was like so entrenched. Like my mom, I mean, this is probably why she hates me. But like even at daycare when I was like three, mm-hmm. I would take her jewelry and bring it to daycare and give it to people as gifts. Wait, I used to take Ziploc bags of change and bring it to my daycare to give to all the kids so they'd like me. Yeah, like <laughs> you just want, you're like, look Here, at me. Here's, here's my, my offering. <laughs> take it. Love me. <laughs> I can't believe that you did Mine was too. gold jewelry though. Yeah, that's true. So I just didn't get that deep that's into why my mom. my mom really hated me. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I was like, here's all the piggy bank change I I used to yeah, yeah, yeah. saved up for you. That's so funny. Wow. And then my babysitter, the daycare woman who had kids said to my mom like, hey, Nicole keeps bringing us bags of Ziploc bags of change and like my kids are giving them back to me. And like, <laughs> why is she giving us this? Like, oh <laughs> yeah, these gold necklaces were gone. They, they never, gone? they never resurfaced. That's so funny. <laughs> funny (laughs) but i will say i have noticed and i'm really trying hard as an adult and i just think it's so hard but like because my mom always told me you know she she was always like yeah you're too selfish you always want attention you're always like whatever i really in order for people to like me i think i put down myself a lot Mm -hmm. and down my accomplishments or down really anything to be like no like i'm like you we're on the same level i'm not better than you yeah yeah, i'm not whatever like just please like me yeah so i do put myself down a lot which i also think is what comedians do all the time and that's like my go-to um you know I don't know what is it called thing a thing I do to like connect with people right. is like self-deprecating humor and I think it was um did you watch uh what was that female comedian it came out like I think in 2020 and her name was like Nanette or something oh yeah 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 and she talks a lot about how as a comedian she was putting herself down all the time and it really was affecting her mental health because you're just repeating the same like yeah. negative story about yourself in front of people over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I do think about that a lot where I'm like, that is to some thing, extent. Yeah. I do think comedy is bad like that, bad like that. And yeah. also I do find a lot of comedians don't seek help for right. their mental health. Yeah. And yeah, I think that I it, don't know. I think they are more and more, but also seeking help for your mental health is expensive, especially in the States. But 
Uh, I agree, but I find a lot of people, a lot of them don't even talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Can we go to the stories? Because Claire just got told by her controlling husband that she has to. (laughs) Claire got told by her controlling husband who won't take responsibility for the dog that she has to go all of a sudden, you know, like mother, like husband. Wow. Wow. It's all really. Okay. So. So can we, can we, there are three stories I need you to tell on this podcast and I'm sure you'll come up with more. I need you to tell the story to give people an idea of what your mom is like, uh, about Bahamas with her friends. How can, it's not just you. She was controlling too. It was her friend who lost the key. (laughs) I need you to give the story about your wedding and how you couldn't invite her first and foremost. I think that's like a very interesting story and important for people to hear where you started to set boundaries because she didn't approve of the person you were marrying Mm -hmm. and she tried to break you guys up and she treated him like shit. And then you had, you didn't invite her to the wedding. So could you take us through that? I feel like we're going to need a part two. We're going to need a part two. Like no doubt in my mind. Um, Oh, I mean, there's, it's hard to like really sum it up, but basically, no, no, but we have time. I think it it probably wouldn't have mattered who I was with. Yes. Okay. But, um, and I think my little sisters are probably going to have to go through this as well. But as soon as I was dating Scott, um, who is my now husband, he, she just immediately hated him. And so probably because he was taking you away from. Yeah, her. of course. Yeah. It, it, this is a thing that happens with narcissistic parents where as soon as the the child does get a partner, they have less of a controlling grasp on them. And so they immediately make the partner the villain. And then they which is what happened with us. They try to get the whole family and friends to turn on this partner to break them up so then they can still have you. And so that's that's exactly what happened. And so it was so toxic. She was really trying to tear us apart. She was telling him, you know, that that I didn't love him. Wow. And yeah. Would and she say behind your back or to his face, like in front of you? Uh, she took him aside. Um, we weren't allowed to like, we, he, we, we were in a family vacation together with them. Um, she got so mad if we ever tried to like go off by ourselves or if we tried to have dinner by ourselves, um, she may, she would throw fits and cry and make every, like make us, uh, we tried to have like this one romantic night together This is the and hotel she room. made, uh, she made, um, us like, well, me, I guess feel guilty and she had a fit and made, uh, the whole family come, including her, obviously, she made us pay for dinner for everybody. No. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, just like, I mean, so many fits. And so well, you just, it and all then- started when they went to church one morning when on our first family vacation with Scott. And I'm like, Scott and I don't go to church. Yeah. Um, we forget when it's Sunday. You know, it's just another day on vacation. Yeah. And everyone was gone. And... So we started making breakfast and they came back from church and my mom lost her shit and was just like, uh, you, you're the fact that he is making breakfast for himself and not all of us shows how selfish he is. Like, I don't want him under my roof. Get him out of here. 
she had given him my dead dad's shoes what as a gift because i guess they fit him which was so uncomfortable but he took them as like <laughs> he didn't know what to do it was the first time he'd met her and and she gave him these shoes and he was like oh fuck so he he brought them on vacation because he didn't know what else to do he was like here look i'm wearing these yeah shoes. And then you're like thank you for and the so shoes. when with after this whole bra- breakfast church fiasco she was like give me my dead husband's shoes <laughs> give them back Anyway, so then, yeah, on that trip, it was, like, game over. Like, she already, like, yeah, we weren't allowed to do anything together. It it was just, it was a nightmare. Will you talk about when you guys were getting a hotel room? Yeah, when we we were getting a hotel room, um, we were trying, we were away, I think, in Calgary, and my mom was with us for whatever reason. (laughs) I think she made herself come. And so we were trying to go do some like horse riding excursion and she started crying that like we didn't invite her. And so then we were like, okay, fine. You can, I guess, come. (laughs) So she comes and doesn't want to go horseback riding. So we're like, okay. And so she's like, hey, I'll go check in at the hotel while you guys are horseback riding. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go check into our room. And we're like, okay, yeah, uh, go, go check into our rooms. And she's like, no, 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 we're all going to stay in the same one. I'll just get a cot right beside your bed. <laughs> and she takes our picture as she says this. And both of us are just like, <laughs> do you what? have the picture? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, I'm going to post the picture on the clip. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I was like, mom, you you can't sleep in a cot beside our bed. Like, that's so weird. And also, I know you don't have pajamas. You sleep naked. No. Like, this is so inappropriate. And she cried and got so upset that, like, how could I be uninviting her from sleeping <laughs> beside us? Naked. Naked. Like, oh, it's just, anyway. So did she sleep crazy. with you? No, uh, we, we paid for like, her hotel room we had to pay for her hotel that. room yeah <laughs> and she didn't talk to us for the rest of the trip because she was so upset that we made her do that oh my okay so <sighs> anyway. then we so yeah, yeah. then uh, a couple of years later we were on a family trip again she was so so mean to him um and she said to me she's like i was like mom we're gonna not be able to to hang out with you or travel with you because (laughs) because you can't be around him you're not even she wouldn't let him touch anything she would be so upset if he touched like a bowl no like it was getting out of hand and so i was just like mom if you keep acting like this we can't ever see you and she's like honestly i hate him so much if you guys ever get married i can't come to the wedding i'm not coming and so i was like okay and uh, I think shortly after that, I called her and told her that I had to, you know, for many, many reasons, I was going to have to stop talking to her and not have a relationship with her. And then we got engaged, I think, later that year. Everyone was like so upset that I wasn't talking to her. And my sisters like didn't really, I don't know, it really strained our relationship that I wasn't talking to her. Um, and so then eventually we, I, I thought, you know, maybe 
I, I guess I didn't, I didn't at this point know she had narcissistic personality disorder. I kind of yeah. was like, if she just gets how mean she is and how awful She'll the s- things she says and does are, then we can like get through this and get past this. I, I thought there was like going to be a turning point. And so I was like, if she just goes to therapy, she'll understand. Yeah. Now I know that like they never will understand and they don't go to therapy and there is no getting through to them. And it's more. So exhausting. I've kind of like totally let that go now. Yeah. But um, she the the leading up to my wedding was probably the most stressful point in my life. I lost a ton of weight. I lost hair. Like, Oh my God. It, I was so stressful. The whole family was really upset that I, I, I said, I, I can't invite her until she goes to therapy. And like, we kind of resolve this and it got so crazy that she tried. <laughs> she tried to convince my family that she would go to therapy it was just that she can't go unless she's with me. No. So she tried to tell that's how she'd get you back in her life. Yeah. So she was trying to say like, I I'm trying to go to therapy, but my, the therapist won't see me without Claire. And so I went cause my whole sister, all my family was like, Claire, why are you preventing her from going to therapy? Oh my God. So I went and then her therapist was like, what the fuck are you doing here? No. And I was like, you told me to come. And he's like, I never told you to come. He's like, you can't be here. This is a conflict of interest. And I was like, oh my God. Then my she mom came in. To you. She lied to everybody. And then my mom came in. She got embarrassed that she got caught, which I don't know what she was thinking would happen. Yeah. And she starts flailing and crying and like having a fit being like, we're ganging up on her and blah, blah, blah. Then she started saying she was going to threaten to kill herself Oh and it was my so crazy. God. And I think I had a wedding dress fitting that day. Yeah. And I was like, this is too much. Like, I don't know what to do. And she was just like trying to convince the therapist that I was like the evil one. And he didn't know. He couldn't. He literally couldn't rein her in. He was he was so frustrated. He was like yelling at her. And eventually he just kicked us both out of his office. No. Yes. <laughs> he could not handle it. And I was like, mom. I, th- I wasn't talking to her at this point, but obviously, you know, I was there and I was like, mom, you can't threaten to kill yourself wh- if you don't mean it. Yeah, and she yeah. was like, why? No. And I was like, mom, a lot because there are women out there who do want to kill themselves. And that is really disrespectful to people that actually feel those feelings when you use it as like a, a weapon. And she was like, well, but maybe you know maybe i do i don't know and i was like oh, oh my, my god. god like she's just they they are very childlike right and it's hard yeah. i don't know I, it's hard to know like do they know when they're doing something wrong do they not like it's a really confusing thing because reality is not the same to them so it is it's really difficult and like a moving target dealing with these people yeah and uh Anyway, and so she was she was threatening to kill herself all the time to get what she my wanted. attention or my sister's attention and to show like how awful I was. If I didn't respond to an email, she would say she was going to kill herself. Like it was just really chaotic. It's like she saw it in a movie and was like, that'll work. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, just, and, then, and, and you know what? Before I even knew what narcissism was, 
I had already obviously cut her out and said, you know, I wasn't talking to her, going to see her. Mm. And then when I found out what she had and I started reading about it, the number one thing they say to do with parents like that is cutting them off. Which is no so contact. hard. Damn. And so I was like, oh, I actually knew that I had to do it without like, reading that, about I, it. it what, honestly... People are like, sometimes I run into people and I, and they know or whatever. And they'll be like, oh my God, how could you not talk to your mom? Or like, how could you cut your mother out of your life? And I truly feel like for some people, it's not a decision. You know what I mean? It's not a, a choice. It's a thing that has to be done to survive. I feel like I don't have a choice to not have a relationship with my mom because she has left me no choice. Well, even when there are no boundaries with people like her. So the only boundary that you can have, because they don't respect them, yeah. is completely not uh, involving with them. But even when you tried, like even after that, so we won't have enough time to get in, into everything, but to like cap this off, even you had your wedding, you didn't invite her, you were scared she was going to show up. Well, actually, and- when I told her that she couldn't come, her literal response to me was, okay, I'm only coming if I am in a place of honor. I must what? be sat at the front. I must walk down the aisle. I must be sat in a chair of honor and I must uh, have a speech <laughs> about me and an acknowledgement. And I was like, no, mom, I just said that you, I'm not inviting you. And she didn't, it didn't even, she couldn't even hear that. She was like, okay, yes. And I will be honored. And it was <laughs> no. like, yeah, <laughs> they're oh my god but and then you had your wedding and then even after that as you're saying you cut her off like claire hasn't cut her off there was times where she you still gave in like when your mom wanted to throw you an after wedding party and then you showed up or like she wanted to and she was in the gold suit oh yeah yeah so so uncomfortable so claire i mean you can tell it my mom is so uncomfortable well okay and then we'll yeah we'll wrap wrap it up up, but like my husband because and because I, I'm just showing you examples like Claire you didn't like cut her off like, I, I've tried but you've tried it, but I, then you get weaseled back in well by my sisters because yes. it's important it was important for them yeah to try to have us talk kind of like okay well I the only reason why I want to finish it off is because you like you cut her off from the wedding then you gave back to your sisters I think it's a great story and then you you know I. You're going to have to tell it because we brought it up really quick. Well, okay. I feel like one of maybe one that's similar Mm -hmm. is like when I, when I wasn't talking to her, um, I think this was before we were married. Um, Scott, it was a Sunday and Scott and I were sleeping in our beds and all of a sudden we hear someone in our house No, and we had been broken into before. So like we were so scared (laughs) And we like <laughs> jut out of bed. Scott grabs like a baseball bat and he's like ready to like pummel someone. Cause we don't, we we're like, someone is walking down on our main floor. We don't know what the hell is happening. And so I'm like, you go ahead, you go first with the baseball bat. He comes down and my mom is sitting in our kitchen in a fur coat, just like waiting for us. Like we've planned her to be there. Meanwhile, I'm not talking to her. We don't talk to her, but she has just come into our house without telling us. Just 
crazy and we and it turns out we accidentally left the front door open which no. is really our bad yeah and so she came to and was just talking to like Scott. everything was no like everything was fine and then she tried to come upstairs and i'm like please leave like what are you doing and she came to like hug me no but like i don't know it was so uncomfortable and i guess that's that's the thing about narcissistic parents is like that's hard to describe to people who do have like normal I mean I guess no one's normal but like loving parents with empathy yeah the main thing about narcissistic parents is they don't have empathy is that like they don't miss you because they don't know you because they've never known you or loved you or actually had empathy for you they love that you love them they they want you to love them but they also use you as a weapon and so her whole thing of control was like i miss you i need you and whatever so she came over to hug me but it's like i don't know it was very like boundary i don't know it, like, she wasn't she's, hugging you to comfort you in yeah, a motherly way she was hugging you because she's like this is what i a do boundary mm-hmm. i don't know it's hard to explain yeah but it was so uncomfortable and it was so like not reciprocated and she wasn't reading the situation and having a conversation or apologizing or wanting to talk through anything Mm -hmm. it's just always on their terms and not acknowledging any Mm -hmm. hurt they've caused or any anything wrong and so i guess my advice to anyone who has a parent like this is really I mean, it's obviously easier if if every all your siblings are on the same page. Yeah. If for me, it's really hard because we're not. Yeah. And and I think most people I know who do have narcissistic parents are still in contact with them every day. You yeah. Know? They have such a tight um, hold on their children. And the best thing to do is to like remove yourself as much as possible, because it's almost like Stockholm syndrome where even though they don't ever give you any sort of parental love, you feel because you've been taught that way for so long to be protective of them and do what they say and obedient and whatever, exactly like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Don't upset them. And as long as they're still around and if they're crying, it's because of you. So then you got to keep them from not crying. Yeah. Yeah. You are. But my, you know, my sisters are so protective. Some, so many people are so protective of her when she is not that towards them. Yes. You know, not loving, not any of that. Yeah. And so anyway, I don't really know how we're ending this, but well, I, we're going to do another one. I, there's more stories. I find it really fascinating. These I know. types of people because yeah, they have no empathy and it's super interesting, but also really sad when they have children and, and raise them. And I don't know. I mean, the fact that you've cut her off is absolutely like mind blowing just because to have the strength, it's really hard. Also, that is why I have to, I have always had a sense of humor is because you have to almost in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, can you give your information and then people can come to you for advice? Just joking. (laughs) you want to plug your my address is <laughs> um yeah i i'm on instagram at um i am claire cavallaro 
uh, and message me there. Yeah. I, I definitely um, love talking about well, yeah. parents and narcissism. Yeah, and we're going to do more while I'm in town. Yeah. This this flew by. I know. If we weren't interrupted so many times by your narcissistic, just joking, Scott's the best. Um, but thank you for sharing that. But I, I do want to do another one. Okay. Yeah, because we could talk about this for days. I love you. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love, I love you. And I hope that that's, I'm giving you what you never had in childhood. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>